International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. Mordecai had been faithful to the king, though this was the king of a nation that enslaved his people. But God honors those who honor him. Can I remind you of that? God will honor those who honor him. So if you honor him in your home, you honor him in your work, remember this, that God honors those who honor him. Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue our study in the book of Esther with more of a lesson titled, God is in Control. Even though God is not actually personally mentioned in the book of Esther, His sovereign control is evident in each step of the story of Esther. Let's listen as Dr. Shaw picks things up by reminding us that God honors those who honor Him and does things for us that we don't even know about. Just like parents do so many things for their kids that they'll never know, but just benefit from. Here's our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw. Your moms and dads, parents, there are things that you've done for your children throughout their lives, and sacrifices that you made for them, and they will never, ever know. They're young enough that when they did notice, they couldn't appreciate it, but they're also young enough that when they grow up, they can't remember it. But you don't do it for them to remember. And you really don't do it for them to notice. And if you have to go tell everybody what you did, then it kind of takes something away from it, you know? Like you're trying to get somebody to pat you on the back. 
I wonder if it was sort of like that with Mordecai. After all, he had been outside the king's gate. He was inquiring about what was going on with Esther, and he heard some people talking and found out that there was a plot against the life of the king. He reported it to Esther. Esther reported it to the king. The king found out, at least those that were in charge, found out who was responsible for this plot. They were caught. They were dealt with. And then nothing ever happened. I wonder what was on Mordecai's mind as he went before the king day by day. What Mordecai should have noticed is the fact that God was the one that allowed him to overhear that plot. God was the one that allowed that particular information to come to him. God was the one that allowed that information then to to be fed through him back to the king. After all, it's God that made things happen in that way. But it's also God that allows people to forget Did you know that it's not always God's will for everybody to remember everything that we do? And in this particular case, it was God who, if you look at it, He's the one that had to make Him to forget. Why? Because if He had remembered earlier, it wouldn't have been as beneficial than to remember now. So sometimes it's important to forget for a time so that you could remember later. And so the providence of God in the remembering process here was also the forgetting. So it is God that makes the things happen. It's the God that makes people forget. And sometimes it's God who makes it so you can't sleep. Now, I know you thought it was the pizza or the coffee. But did you know it's sometimes God who keeps us up awake at night? Because on that night could not the king sleep. So it just so happens the king can't sleep. Well, when is it that the king can't sleep? I don't know if he was a regular insomniac. Just happened to be an insomniac this particular night. But the king could not sleep this night, and so he wakes up. And what better thing, what better thing to put you to sleep than have somebody read a history book to you? Now, Mr. Howe, now he, he is very stone-faced right now, but... For some people, that's the way it would be. That's what he does. And so he, he says, I want you to you know, read some history, but you know, read something too. Maybe it was particularly exciting, so he wanted to be entertained. Just so you know, though, he can use this. A history book saved the nation of Israel. The history book saved the nation. So. And so he just happens, so he decides, he just happens to read on the night before the banquet. And He just happens, well, he can't sleep the night before the banquet. He decides, he just happens to decide that they read a book to him. And just so happens, when they begin reading the book, the section that they begin to read is the story about how Mordecai helped uncover the plot to take the king's life. It says, and it was found written, that Mordecai had told Big Thana, I like that name, that's that's a good one to name your kids, any children on the way. Good Bible name, Big Thana. Big Thana, I think is how it's pronounced. And Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on King Ahasuerus. So the king's reading this, and all of a sudden, now normally people are reading history books, and you think, yeah, 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 and then all of a sudden, clicks in his mind. Wait a minute. I remember that. Now, wait a minute. What did we do? For the man who reported this. The king said, What honor and dignity hath be done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, Nothing! We didn't do a thing! Now, you understand, if you're a king, you have to, 
part of being a king is rewarding those that do well and punishing those that do not. If you don't reward those that do well, they aren't normally going to continue to do well. And so the king's heart is smitten. Wait a minute. We need to do something for Mordecai. After all, he saved my life. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know this? People may forget and people may remember, but God always remembers. And He is the one we're called to please. And so He remembers what has been forgotten. He honors those who should be honored. And so the king says, well, you know, we, we need to do something. And so the king said, who's in the court? Now, you understand what time of day it is. Right? If there was anybody who was an overachiever, it was Haman. After all, the king's sleeping at night. He wakes up. They're reading to him. He says, we need to do something. Go out of the court. See who's there. So they go out in the court and Haman happens to be there. Now, I don't know if God made it so Haman couldn't sleep or Haman was just working late or whatever, but Haman just happened to be there. Are all these things coincidence? But it just so happened it's Haman. Now, folks, you understand as we've been reading through this chapter, God almost has a sense of humor, doesn't he? And so he, he brings Haman in. And Haman, of course, has been promoted to second in the land. And Haman has been plotting to kill Mordecai. And the king brings him in and he says, Haman, what should the king do to the person that he delights to honor? And Haman thinks to himself, it must be me. And so he says, doesn't this show you something about Haman? Haman was not about the money. Haman was not about the influence. Haman was not about how much good he could do. Haman was all about the glory for himself. He was arrogant. He was proud. And he just loved everybody telling him how wonderful he is. And that's why he got so angry at Mordecai to begin with. <laughs> you know, the, God is the one that honors those who should be honored. Mordecai had been faithful. Mordecai had been faithful to the king, though this was the king of a nation that enslaved his people. But God honors those who honor him. Can I remind you of that? God will honor those who honor him. So if you honor him in your home, you honor him in your work, remember this, that God honors those who honor him. Dr. Shaw will be back with more on how God honors us when we honor Him. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we continue a study in the book of Esther. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. Please visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church northwest. It's called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. 
Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church at 623-581-3115 for more information about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts. And now, let's get back to Dr. Shaw as he talks more about how the Lord honors those who honor Him. Here's our teacher. If you seek honor for yourself, you will not find it. Let's talk about that. And by the way, and I love this about this, God honors people who honor Him in a way that that honor can come back to God through Him. So God honors you in a way that your honor brings honor to Him. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Because the thing that God's people delight in most is bringing honor and glory to their Savior. And so He honors those who should be honored but he also humbles those who should be humbled. One of the things that you'll find as you read through the book of Proverbs that there's something that God hates. The Bible talks that gives the list of seven things that God hates. And number, it's interesting in those those chiasms that they use, which is a it's a um, Hebrew poetic device. Um, the first one and the last one are the most important ones. And the first in that list is a proud look. He that thinks he stands, take heed, lest he fall. God hates arrogance. Can I say that again? God hates arrogance. You know, I'm a sports fan. I like sports. I love to watch basketball. I like to watch football. I enjoy and watch to see what the players do on the court. One of the things I hate about American sports, though, is the arrogance that seems to be obligatory and an obligatory part of it. Man, I love to see a guy who's, um, I love to see someone who is victorious and humble. It's all right, the crickets are chirping, it's okay. It's better than some ringers I've heard. So God hates arrogance. And God hates it when people mistreat His children. See, and this is what Haman had going for him. He was arrogant. He wanted glory. He wanted honor for himself. But God also hates it. And, and in order, because he wasn't getting glory, because he wasn't getting honor for himself, he was willing to take out unthinkable vengeance upon God's people. God loves His children. See, there are times we think that God forgets about us. You know... We're in this world and God just sort of doesn't care about us. He sent His Son to die on a cross for you. You say, well, I just, it really bothers me. I get frustrated with God when, when the wicked seem to prosper. And I get frustrated with God when I'm mistreated. And I get frustrated with God when people are mistreated. Don't you, don't you understand that, that you are God's child? He sent His Son to die for you. And you ought to pity those 
who mistreat you. Because God will deal with them. God hates it when His people mistreat His children. God not only judges, He humbles. So here's what happens. Haman answered the king. He says, this is what you should do. For the man whom the king delights to honor, take royal apparel. King, one of your robes. Haman is already second in the land. He's already eaten at the table with the king and the queen and himself. He already has financial resources. I mean, he can't really have much else in this whole kingdom except being the king himself. But he came up with an idea. If I can't be the king, at least I can be dressed like him. At least, and at least I can be honored like him. So his whole plan here is maybe I can be sort of like king for a day. And so he says, take the royal apparel and put it on him. And, um, and uh, take the horse that the king rides, put him on the king's horse, uh, which is set up, and take the crown of the kingdom and put it on his head. What is he? Dress, dress this person like the king. Let him ride the horse like the king. Let him wear the robes like the king. And take the king's, one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with whom the king delighted the honor, and bring him and ride him on horseback through the street and proclaim, Thus shall be done to the one whom the king delights to honor. And I just love this. Then the king looks at Haman and he says, Good, go do that to Mordecai. If there was ever a moment for the reversal of fortunes, this is it. He judges those that should be judged. Make haste. Take the apparel, the horse that thou hast said, and do so even to... And now notice what he says. The king says, do this to Mordecai the Jew. Now do you realize what he just said? I want you to go and I want you to do this for Mordecai the Jew. Now I don't know if the king at this point has put two and two together. Mordecai the Jew. I signed a law that allowed for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai, who saved my life, is a Jew. I don't think at this moment the king has put those two together. But what is already in the king's mind now is that Mordecai is a Jew. Oh, wait a minute. The Jews were the ones that we were going to wipe out. You see how that is getting ready to happen? And, and see, now we're sitting on the edge of our seats. Is he going to notice? Is he going to pay attention? Is he going to get this? The plans of the wicked turn on themselves. The Bible tells us, the book of Proverbs, how often the, the wicked fall in their own trap. And that is exactly what's happen, happening to Haman here. And not, not only is Haman going to be judged, Haman is being humiliated, which is probably the worst part of the judgment. We'll get to the judgment part later on, but he's being humiliated. The fate of the wicked goes beyond this lifetime. One of the things that people struggle with, and we saw this through the book of Psalms, is that we get frustrated at the prosperity of the wicked. But David said, but my heart changed to the wicked when I beheld their end. When I realized that we're all going to live somewhere forever, and, and I understood that there are eternal consequences for their choices. Then took Haman. Can you imagine what it was like for Haman? Can you imagine Haman's face and countenance, how it turned? Then took Haman the apparel and the horse, and, and, and they bring Mordecai in. And here's Haman putting the cloak on Mordecai. 
And then Haman is the one who takes the reins of the horse and parades Mordecai through the city and says, Thus shall it be done to the one to whom the king delights to honor. Mordecai came again to the king's gate, but Haman, he ran to his house mourning, having his head covered. He was humiliated in the, because everybody knew how much he hated Haman. And now he's walking, how much he hated Mordecai. And now he's walking to the street proclaiming. And so now he's totally humiliated in, in the eyes of all of his, you know, what he would have thought of as his peers. And he runs home with his head covered, doesn't want anyone to see him. And when he goes home, this same wife who said, you need to have Mordecai executed, says this to him. Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but surely fall before him. That was these same wicked people that told him. These same ones. And by the way, Zeresh, his wife, would perish in the end with him. And it wasn't something that was unfair because she was as guilty as he was. Just remember this. He also preserves those who humble themselves before him. You say, well, I don't see anybody humbling themselves before him. But they already had. The children of Israel had already fasted and mourned and prayed and humbled themselves seeking deliverance. Have we come before the Lord in humility, prayer, and fasting? Stay tuned. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If you enjoy listening to this radio program, please consider supporting Dare to Stand with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Visit daretostand.org and follow the link to the church website where you can also download free copies of Pastor Shaw's sermons. Call us at Northwest. Let us minister to you personally in any way we can. Call 623 
1-800-242-1515 today. Remember, you can listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. And you are always welcome to visit Northwest Valley Baptist Church in person for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening teaching and discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague. Please join us next time as we continue our study in the book of Esther. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing encouragement for us. We'll see you next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. They already fasted and mourned and asked for God's help. And they also have sought to obey Him. Can you just be reminded of this? God is in control. Trust Him. You say the circumstances are completely out of control. I don't know how we'll ever survive. I don't know how we'll ever come out of this. Trust Him. Trust Him.